Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. Uh, we've got a special guest today. Carl, are you out of uh, Charlotte or were you out of Charlotte? So I grew up in Charlotte and moved to Chattanooga. So I'm based in Chattanooga, but I, I do a lot of business still in Charlotte and uh, kind of go back and forth. So it's a it's a decent hike, but it's kind of, you know, worth the time and makes it fun to kind of experience a couple of different markets. Yeah, I love Charlotte. Um, me and my wife in 2007 thought about moving there. And actually, it ties back to real estate because the market was so high in 2007. I wanted to buy properties, rent them out, cash flow, all that good stuff. And in Boston at the time, oh, yeah. you, you couldn't do that. But you could in an area like Charlotte. And so... We were looking and, you know, we went out there and we seriously considered it beautiful area. Uh, we knew the demographic growth there and everything. So, but we, we didn't end up pulling the trigger because of our family, but um, you know, that's kind of like my, uh, my, my experience with Charlotte at least, but yeah, the Southeast is always a good place to invest in real estate. hundred percent. So um, enough about me. Um, you know, I want to talk about your story, how you got started. Can you kind of just like, um, give us a little, our listeners, a little bit of background about how you got into real estate, how you started being an agent, how you started investing and kind of, you know, your, your story. Yeah. So I actually came into real estate as a investor and developer and then got my real estate license later. So, uh, my dad was an investor and developer in Charlotte where I grew up. So I was always, interested in the business and and the development and construction and the buildings themselves and so i always hung out with dad and and helped him you know tagging along at first and then started uh working with him on projects and then uh uh when i graduated i was really excited about chattanooga and the outdoor stuff there kind of brought me to chattanooga but um and I kind of immediately bought some property and started flipping and then got some rentals and then got my license. So really I kind of came out at the opposite direction and, and uh, came into it from the investment side. Yeah. And, and people always ask me all the time, investors always say to me, should I get my real estate license and real estate agents always ask me, should I invest in real estate? So it kind of, kind of goes both ways. Um, what type of stuff did your dad do? Like what, what did you, what were you exposed to? Like, you know, growing up pretty full spectrum. So he was a farm boy, uh, in Iowa and married my mom and she was, she got a job at UNCC as a professor. Yeah. So when he moved to Charlotte, he was just kind of trying to sort it out and a little bit more of his background, uh, you know, from the farming side of it was land. So there was a lot of just like, buy and hold in areas that were coming up 
maybe developing them, maybe parsing them out, maybe rezoning them. And then um, some smaller single family neighborhoods. And then obviously started getting some rental properties and that kind of stuff in order to, you know, pay the bills for a lot of the, the bigger development projects and the long-term hold stuff. Cause you know, property taxes ain't cheap. So now, that was, that was that end of it. So growing up, seeing it, were you like, did your dad expect you to, to get into the business? Were you excited about it or like, how did it happen? Yeah. So really my very earliest memories are on job sites where, you know, if we didn't have a babysitter that day or whatever the case may be, I would tag along. So like from the early, early age, I was just interested in it and I knew all the tools and whatnot. So he was doing a lot of the construction himself and I still do to this day. But, you know, by the time I was three, I knew what, you know, every tool was. So I would just be going around handing out tools to the workers and being in it. And then obviously like driving between properties and stuff, I was just kind of absorbed the language of it and different, you know, reinvesting equity and just all of the words and terminology. And then obviously the, the construction process itself, I was on the job sites. And whenever I first started working for them, that was kind of my capacity was helping on the, the projects themselves. So was your first deal in Charlotte? Like what market was your first deal? What, what type of deal was your first deal? So I started helping dad in like a, a more hands-on and like more active capacity uh, in Charlotte. But my first personal deal that I bought for myself was in Chattanooga. Okay. And what was that? Was it a rental? Was it a flip? Like what type of investing did you do? It was like a in between. So I had some buddies, I rock climb, and that's kind of what really brought me to Chattanooga. And I had some buddies that also wanted to be in this area. So it was actually my Easter break. We came down here for a climbing trip and uh, that was in the middle of the recession. So I kind of got lucky there, but the, um, there was a house that needed a ton of work, but it was in a cool neighborhood close to town. And, um, I, I just, put an offer in on it. It was a short sale. So it took a while to close. And so essentially I had the rest of that year in school as my senior year of, of college. And then uh, the rest of that summer, it, it took like six, six or eight months for the short sale to, to close. So yeah. by the time it was there, my buddies were ready to move in. So it was a property for myself that I knew would end up being a flip. And I had, like three roommates that that came down so i was getting rent from them i think i made like thirty thousand in rent over like four or five years and then sold it and reinvested that money into the next one and etc yeah it's, it's crazy because like um one thing that like a lot of younger people like people younger people a lot of times don't take advantage of that i see that so often that they do the exact same situation that you're in but they don't buy it. They just all rent together. Totally. And um, obviously for you, that turned out to kind of be a no brainer. So when you bought that property and you had the roommates moved, move in, were you like, was that covering all of your expenses or like, did you still have to kick in money? Like what oh, was that yeah. like? I mean, like I said, it was the middle of the recession. It was a short sale and it was not livable when I bought it. So I was like scramble mode to get it ready for them to, to move. Cause you know, they had to get their stuff out and, you know, have a place to live. So I was like scramble mode just to get it ready to live in. 
And it was, you know, I think I paid 25,000 for it. So that's, you know, that's like recession, recession money, you know, back then. So yeah, it paid, it paid every, every bit of it. And I, I probably, I think, you know, my little, my little monthly payments were probably only like 300 and I had three roommates that were paying me whatever. Excellent. I don't know, 300 each. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. So at that point, you know, once you did that first deal, like, had you already decided like, Hey, my, my future is going to be in investing. And like, at that point, what were you thinking you were going to do long-term? Well, yeah, I knew I would. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, I love buildings themselves, whether it's like the history of it, the architecture, design, engineering, all, all aspects of, of the buildings themselves. That's, that's like my background, including my, my degree was in building science. So I knew I would want to have my, and I, I just like a project. So, and customizing to like what I really like about it, like kind of the creative artistic aspect of it. So I knew I would, I would do it, but I was actually intending to go back and get a master's and, and uh, go the engineering route or um, probably engineering. I didn't, I don't think I really was interested in all that goes into becoming an architect, but then I had a, a nine to five job in the meantime, before I ever went back to school while I was um, still planning on working on the house and, and doing some of the investment end of it before going back to school, I had a, a little nine to five job in there and kind of realized pretty quick that it probably wasn't for me. So um, that's when it became the full-time gig uh, between investing, construction stuff. And then I got my real estate license. It was a little bit, it was a good balance of uh, getting income and then the extra benefits of, of having your license when you're trying to do some investment. Yeah. So, so what, what prompted you to, to get your license? Your dad was not a licensed agent, right? He always had one, but he he uh, maybe for a brief minute was was very active. But he had it to to sell his own, and then did a, did referrals, and you know just using the tools of being an agent. And then obviously, like for for his deal, saving a little bit of money on that end. And then um, you know when you're in the space for as long as he's been, you end up with different partners and, and other people that are looking to invest. So he was able to, to help them, um, you know, on their front, but he wasn't ever really like a, a active full-time agent as, as, you know, as much as really primarily just doing the investment stuff. So when, when you got your license, were you thinking like, I'm just going to get this because I invest or were you thinking this is a way for me to earn income as well? Yeah, so I was doing um, for the income end of it. I was doing some um, like contract work. I was I was doing construction work for other people, and it one thing it was like kind of a lonely lifestyle, and then also you can kind of fit it in, and some of the other tools like just seem to make more sense as far as like uh going hand in hand with investing uh, the construction stuff helps but i think like just having the high level of access as an agent goes a long way in terms of just being constantly up to date with where market trends are going and constantly up to date with hot sheets and you know your job is networking so you know if you're if you're out and about and talking to people that's a, a great way to find deals so it just kind of ended up seeming like that was a better source of 
income to support the the investment stuff and um um yeah so for our listeners to kind of get an idea on the aging side like how many agent transactions do you processing a year on average so mine will swing widely so i'll have you know two to three a month for a year or two and then i bought two houses in 2015 both of which were like big projects one of which is like a uh i'll move into so it was like really hands-on because i it's gonna be it was a gut job so it's like you know everything's custom on it so you know i'll go from yeah selling six in a year with just like referrals and and uh um you know past clients and sphere of influence type of stuff and then, um, uh, you know, uh, another year ago, 2436. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to, number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Agent Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at Passive Income event.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. Which is kind of common. I mean, this is another thing that kind of a common theme we talk about on the show a lot is like, um, obviously a lot of people who are listeners are successful agents and they do a bunch of transactions, but even, even people who do a lot of transactions, what you just said, isn't that uncommon. And like within my own brokerage, it's crazy. Cause like we, we always look at the stacks for agents. We say, Oh, this person had a huge year. And then it's not uncommon for the year after that, for it to be a, a weak year. And a lot of times it's not anything that the agent necessarily did, but it's just like, Hey, the people that no like and trust them didn't buy or sell any houses this year and so um that's what, another theme we always talk about is like investing is so important because sometimes the agent income isn't always 100 percent reliable and i think if you were just being a real estate agent you probably would have a little bit more predictability but i bet you you'd still have you know some of those swings and then you know the the investing part you know, fills those gaps and it fills those gaps a lot of times with like big chunks of income. So, um, so you talked about like big projects. Now, one thing I didn't ask you is like, are you mainly flipping or are you mainly holding or are you doing a combination of the two? Combination of the two. So like I said, the, the first couple projects, including the one we talked about, the very first one were, were sort of combo, you know, I knew that it would, I was I was fixing it up to flip, but had roommates in it 
during the time. So I did a few that way. And then, yeah, I have one personally, one like dedicated rental property. And then I've had some that sold later. And then obviously through the ones I have like with the family, like dad's portfolio, well, we're trying to narrow it actually a lot and, and get him to where he can retire. But um, he's had as many as, you know, 24, 30 rental properties. Yeah. So for, for you, like, what's the, what's kind of the goal at this point, like next, say like three to five years, like you're, you're actively selling to get active income. And, you know, it looks like, you know, you're, you're taking kind of what you can get rather than like focusing all your energy on it. You're flipping, you know, some to make money, you're holding some, like, where do you want to be in three to five years? Yeah. So mainly it'll be more of the same, um, you know, obviously saving for retirement is a, is a great thing. And then, you know, the more, the more you're on the investment and I'd like to, to move my, actually merge the, the two aspects, the actual agent life and the investment life a little bit more and, and primarily, if not exclusively work with um, investors. I'm doing more in the commercial realm to where it'll be, I don't have to do as much of the consistent um, hitting the phones all the time for new leads, just have a, a group of say five to 10 investors that are doing two, three, four deals a year. And, and, uh, if, and that also gives you the opportunity to partner with them if they're, if they're doing some of that type of, uh, stuff, but, um, you know, I have other passions as well. I'd like to spend more time. I, I was kind of part of the reason I didn't go the route of career, uh, engineering or something like that was I, I like having, the autonomy to go rock climbing when I want to go rock climbing or go on a trip that springs up, you know, so there's that aspect of it as well. And, um, you know, real estate is also really good for that because especially nowadays you can do most of it from, from afar. So how are you balancing all that? Because you, you know, you just said a lot of things, right? You're flipping, you're holding, you're a licensed agent and, you know, you, I, I don't know that you take a lot of time off, but you take time off when you want to, so how are you kind of balancing all those things together? I mean, a lot of it is just systems and and bootstrapping, you know, working working your butt off, especially when it's a big project that so I think obviously real estate can have a lot of of unexpected issues come up, but there's still a narrow range of issues. So that you can expect when it comes to like, you know, inspections or closing, you know, delays, whereas a big remodel project or a flip, it can be a a wider ranging sort. So, you know, I'll have a year or two of working, you know, that was the only good thing about COVID is I didn't feel like I was missing anything because I was doing a a remodel project that I was working 80, 80 hours a week, you know, when I'm done, I'm ready to go outside and enjoy myself. So I have the ability to, you know, get that, that big sale and then uh, be able to spend some time catching up with family and friends and going outside. So for, for the people, I know you, you came into this really growing up in the investing world. So you've got a, probably a totally different perspective than a lot of the people that are listening who 
they're successful real estate agents. Maybe they've never invested or they've thought about investing and haven't done it for a long time. What would you say to an agent who's read a bunch of books, thought about investing for a while and hasn't yet? I, I mean, I think the main thing is going to be just follow your passion. So I love buildings and the project itself. If you're more of a, a numbers person, you can tap into more of the cap rates and running calculations and figuring out growth markets and uh, go go that route. If you're really passionate about um, networking and people, then, I mean, that's the best way to get a deal. Uh, the most recent house I flipped was, was uh, you know, neighbor, going to neighborhood association meetings. Um, so I, I think that's like the most important thing is just follow your passions, which is, you know, cliche to say, but even as it specifically applies to your, your investment and uh, career goals. Uh, and yeah, you can, you can go, you can approach it from different routes. Yeah. So I, I think we got time for probably one more question. And, and so I want you to think back, right. Again, with your, your experience growing up, seeing your dad do it, all that good stuff. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody that you learned kind of like growing up and seeing the investing business being involved from just a really young age that you would say, this is the one thing, you know, to think about or that you should be learning about, um, et cetera. Paying attention to the market is really, really important. The overall market and where, you know, different trends and, uh, you know, just keeping your eye on the hot sheets and seeing what's available. And then, you know, when you're going out to a listing appointment, think about the possibility of, wow, I'm actually, you know, there's a, a smaller market for this house because it needs some updating or this or that. And if you can identify it as one that like, well, I'm not scared of it. Why don't I, you know, why don't I put my offer in on it? So that's, that's the, um, you know, the benefit of being an agent. And then, um, yeah, just remembering that as an investment compared to other investments, it's just a very sound, solid investment historically, as well as you can put your own elbow grease into it. You can't really do anything unless you're, you know, Berkshire Hathaway to actually impact stock prices, but you can impact your investment when it comes to real estate. So I think those are the real important things to remember. And then just your experience in identifying that diamond in the rub, you, you see hundreds of houses showing clients and just keeping up with the, uh, like I said, the hot sheets. So just that experience of spotting the one that this has potential. Awesome. Um, so if our listeners want to learn more about you or connect with you in any way, what's the easiest way to do that? So I, I, my website is chatpropertysolutions.net. So that's chat with two T's. That's so like, you know, Chattanooga. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm on Facebook and uh, I'm, I'm with Century 21 Prestige in Chattanooga, Century 21 Providence in Charlotte. Um, so uh, any of those, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for, for coming on. Probably can't think of any other guests that grew up in the business. Definitely like a different perspective. And um, I appreciate you sharing all that stuff and talking about all the great things that you're doing and um, keep kicking butt. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot.
All right, guys, we'll be back again next week with another episode, but I do want to make a special announcement. Uh, We are going to be doing a quarterly passive real estate investing event in my hometown of Boston. For you guys that are are listening and you want to learn more, go to www.passiveincomeevent.com. So P-A-S-S-I-V-E-E-V-E-N-T.com. Uh, We're going to be doing a two-day event where we're going to be teaching everybody all the secrets and the tips and the tricks that we've learned over the course of 20 plus years on how to grow rental property portfolios and ultimately do kind of what Carl was talking about, work where you want, when you want, you want to go hiking, you want to spend time with your kids, you want to do things. Um, Passive income is definitely the way to do it. Check out www.passiveincomeevent.com. All right, guys, we'll see you again um, next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.